Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Betting Pros NFL podcast brought to you by BetMGM. I'm your host, Dan Harris, and you can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. It is finally time. After months of waiting, week one of the NFL is here. So today, as we're going to be doing every Thursday when we record, we're going to talk about some of our best bets, either against the spread or over-unders. We'll give you a bet to avoid, and then we're going to give you our favorite player prop bet for the week. And with me today to break it all down is Ian McMillan, a writer over at oddshark.com. Now, I try to butter up all of our guests just so they'll agree with me regardless of what I say. So make of this what you will. But Ian is crazy. And I mean that in a really good way. We're going to be talking about week one of the NFL on this show. But if I wanted him to handicap some UFC matches, he'd be all over it. Or did you want to bet on the Fortnite World Cup last month? Because he broke down all the betting odds. So if you're feeling really good about your son's soccer matchup or something this weekend, like I am, then just reach out to Ian because he's probably going to be able to give you some under-the-radar player props. You can find him on Twitter at IanMacOS. That's I-A-I-N MacOS. Ian, how's it going, man? It's going great. Thanks for having me on. What a great intro. You are absolutely correct. If I can find a way to make some money betting on anything, I will do it. So, I mean, legitimately, with my kid, like, the over-under for him is half a goal. I mean, the under <laughs> is at minus 130. The over is at plus 105. Any insight there you Ooh. want me to bring you over here? And Depends on the weather, a yeah. couple other factors, but either way, I think I like the over on that. Yeah, I, uh, I've i seen him play, and uh, that's a loser. All right, buddy, he has been playing for two years. He has yet to score a goal, but we, we don't know. My expert coaching may come into play. So, uh, look, before we get into it, I do want to announce the winner of our August contest for the autographed Christian McCaffrey helmet. Congratulations to George from Egg Harbor City, New Jersey. And we've already notified George by email, so he will be getting the helmet soon enough. Now, if you did not win, which is pretty much everyone other than George, dry your eyes, because we are running another contest for September. If you're sad about missing out on the McCaffrey helmet, not to worry, because we've got an autographed Alvin Kamara helmet giveaway for September. It's the same rules as before. Leave a review for the show on iTunes or Stitcher, and send a screenshot of that review to contest at bettingpros.com. And if you have already screenshotted and sent in your review, then great, you are automatically entered into this month's and all future months contests. It's a great job. Way to support the show and potentially win prizes. You're doing life right. All right, so as I said, Ian and I are going to give our thoughts on some bets for week one. But I will note at the outset that we are recording this shortly before kickoff of the Bears-Packers game, so we aren't going to be referencing it anyway. But just so you know, however it turned out, that is exactly how we would have picked it had it been fair for us to do so. So I'm going to take credit for this, and I'll force Ian to as well. So Ian, we're going to get started with some of our favorite bets for week one. But before we do, I do want to talk to you guys about one of the sponsors of today's show, BetMGM, and specifically the BetMGM Sports app. There was a time not so long ago where to place a bet on a sporting event, you needed to head out to Las Vegas. But now, as you surely know, states are legalizing sports betting at a rapid pace, and there are plenty of spots to go to in the country where you can just walk in and place a bet. But if you are in New Jersey, you can do that from the comfort of your home, because all you need to do to place a bet is to download the BetMGM Sports app right on your phone. You can bet on pretty much any sporting event you want, including, of course, any NFL game this week. Legitimately, on NFL Sunday, you can be sitting on your couch, eating some cheddar beer-battered bread, which is my favorite football food personally, and just place a bet with your fingertips. And here's the best part. If you sign up to BetMGM Sports and you use our offer code HARRIS, that is my last name, then not only can you bet on sports from your phone, but your first wager of up to $100 is risk-free. Seriously, use our promo code 
place a wager of $25 or more on your first bet. And if you lose, BetMGM is going to credit your account up to $100 in cash. Again, that's promo code Harris to be able to place your risk-free $100 bet. You must be 21 years or older, and although you can sign up and easily deposit money anywhere, you must be in the state of New Jersey to place a sports bet. Visit betmgm.com for the full list of terms and conditions. And if you've got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Ian, so we're each going to be giving three picks here. And since this is our inaugural weekly pick show, I kind of wanted to come up with a catchy name for this first segment. I was thinking something with six, you know, since we're both doing three picks. And as my daughter recently informed me, three plus three is in fact six. So I was thinking maybe like six feet under, but I, I feel like that's a bad omen, right? I mean, I, it's got to be better. Yeah, that might be a bad omen. I mean, the classic go-to for for betting, uh, for anything betting related for the NFL, especially if it's six picks, would be the pick six. Oh, uh, the pick six. That would be. The- I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I was going to come up with something totally lame. The pick six it is. We're going with that. Perfect. The pick six. You're, I mean, look, I, I know all of our former guests listen to this, but you're officially my favorite guest now <laughs> because you have, you have done that. And just to be clear, I mean, unless you know we make some sort of wager for you to be my co-host on this, like you're not going to be appearing every single show, but I'm keeping that. This all is right. the pick six. That's our first part. You can use it. All right. It. So, so well done. I, I digress a little bit, but let's get going with the first edition of pick six. I love it. For all odds, we're going to be using the consensus odds at bettingpros.com, which, as I've told you before, aggregates the odds available in the market. So you might see one or two different odds across the various sports book, but for our purposes, we're going to be using the consensus picks. So Ian, why don't you go ahead and start us off? What's your what's your top bet? All right. So I know, yeah, the first pick, I do have to put a little bit of an asterisk next to it because I'm a little bit biased. I am a diehard Atlanta Falcons fan. Now, the first rule in betting is don't follow your heart, don't be biased, but I can't really help it, especially when it comes to NFL. Um, But also another little asterisk, so Falcons right now are plus four against the Vikings, but I just read about a half an hour ago that Julio Jones may not play if he doesn't get that contract done before Sunday. So if he doesn't play, I have the right to withdraw this bet, even though I guess I... I I'm sorry. I'm sorry, no. We we will not honor that. (laughs) This is official. This is official. To be fair, I did see that as well. It, It read to me much more of a I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm optimistic this is going to get done. But if I can't, I can't say for certain that I'm going to suit up. Sounded it, it didn't sound to me like there's a real risk of him missing. But I, I, I get it. I you know I I I, I feel you. And in fact, I'll reverse course. And if in fact he does miss the game, I'll let you out. <laughs> I mean, I've already got my bet locked in, so I'm oh, I'm well. set either way. So all right, uh, they're plus four at the Vikings now. The Falcons obviously had an off year last year, but their top two defensive players were out got hurt and put on IR the very first week and Ricardo Allen and um, and Deion Jones. So I expect them to, to have a bounce back year this year. I'm a little bit worried because kind of their strength on offense is obviously the passing. The Vikings' strength on defense is their pass defense, so that does worry me a little bit. Um, but as a Falcons fan, I can see the classic thing happening of them losing on a last-second field goal. But if they do, if they do, the plus four covers it. So I like Atlanta. I think I'm, I'm going to back them quite a bit this year. I think this is a big bounce back for them this year, and I love them plus four at Minnesota. Yeah, getting certainly getting past the key number uh, of three exactly. makes a difference. Um, yeah, for sure. I, you know, I, I looked at it. I was a little worried. It was a game that I didn't really feel comfortable either way. If I if I had to make a pick, it would be on the Falcons. Um, but, you know, that, you know, looking at the preseason, I try not to take too much from it. The offensive line just kind of seemed a little bit out of sync um, and on the road in this first game. I like the Vikings, too. I'm pretty high uh, on them generally. Um, I would go with the Falcons, but I was a little less sure of it. Now, you're a Falcons fan. I'm sure you've got, you know, probably more insight um, into even the team than I do. 
but it struck me as, as a little worrisome. You, we did know we were talking about it uh, before we recorded that it moved. The line moved. They were originally getting three and a half, right? Yep. And you were going to take them there too as well, right? That's right. Yeah. As soon as I saw anything over three, that's kind of what I pounced on. It might have moved to four because of that Julio Jones um, news that just came out today. But yeah, you said yeah. it. I mean, if one thing is going to lose this bet, it's going to be the Falcons offensive line. That's that's their biggest weak point all season. So um, they got a couple of rookies that will be starting. I ho- Hopefully they can pull through for them. But uh uh, if it's over a field goal, I like the Falcons here. No, I, I think over a field goal is certainly, you know, again, that key number of three uh, is certainly something that you take a look at. And in fact, you know, I, I mentioned bettingpros.com. One of the things that we do is we have a bunch of, of betting experts, sports betting experts that make their picks. And right now, 58% are with you. They're on the side. They're going with the Falcons. So most likely uh, that's going to be a good pick. Um, but for me, it's it's close enough where I was a little unsure. It, it is a game that I'm, I'm really interested to watch from an NFL perspective, just because both of these teams, I think, have a chance to be really interesting this yeah. year. So one way or another, I'll be watching. Um, for me, my number one pick... And I just feel like when I say this, I almost I, I can't get off it because I've, I've been trying to push myself off it. But I can't because I like it. You may not. It is the Chiefs at the Jaguars. And I like actually the Jaguars <laughs> oh. getting three. I know. Ooh, I, I believe okay. me. I am. I am not in the majority on this one. But I've been looking at this game closely and kind of go through it. You know, for the record, by the way, I will say that my boss basically told me that he really loves the Chief with the spread so this may actually be my last episode and ian since you came up with the last segment you can probably just take over for me if you're (laughs) cool with that but look this is how i generally approach making my game picks okay i do my own projections for the game and i come up with what i think the spread and the over under ought to be and when the numbers are off by anything more than like a point or two i then kind of start looking at how the game is being bet now i talked about this on monday but the spread opened originally as the chiefs laying five so it's moved about a point and a half since it first opened months ago Now, some of that is news about Tyree Kill, right? Everybody thought that he was going to get suspended, and then once he wasn't, the spread closed a little bit. But again, as we talked about, players like wide receivers and running backs don't usually have that much of an impact on the spread. So, you know, when it went from five, you know, it never rebounded when we knew that Hill was going to play. So when you look at the amount of money that's being bet, you can see that roughly 70% of the number of bets coming in here are being placed on the Chiefs, but the actual amount of money that's being bet is relatively split down the middle. And so when something like that happens, that almost is always an indication that sharp bettors are betting against the public. So even though the public here is backing the Chiefs, the line has dropped and has not rebounded from where it was. Now in week one, it's a little hard to read into that as much as I'm trying to do here because the lines have been out forever. So there's a lot of money that's been coming in forever. But still, the fact that the line never rebounded suggests to me that there is some smart money coming in on the Jags. And really, again, as I I talked about this with Sean Green on our last show, and we just mentioned, actually, there are key numbers, right? There's three is a key number. Seven is a key number. 30% of all games over the last 15 years or so have ended with exactly a three or seven margin of victory. So when you get above or below one of those numbers, I get a little bit enticed. And so here at three and a half, I'm kind of excited. I've been talking myself into the Jags all preseason. I think the offense is going to be much improved with any quarterback not named Blake Bortles and with Fournette Slimmer and looking motivated. I think the defense is still going to be strong. They match up pretty well with the Chiefs, given that they have one of the true shutdown corners in Jalen Ramsey when he's on, at least. And I think this is going to be a, a close game. So I'm going to take it when you get that extra half a point at minus 114. So go ahead. Tell me why I'm wrong. 
No, I actually don't hate that pick. But I mean, so like you said, the pub uh, the public's gonna be on the Chiefs because when you look at it, it almost seems like just three and a half is too good to be true to bet on the Chiefs, judging by how good they were last season. But the yep. points you made about the Jaguars were a lot of things that I've been thinking as well. I think they are gonna have a bounce back year, similar to the Falcons. If you remember, go heading into last season, the Jaguars were a dark horse pick for a lot of people to win the Super Bowl. Obviously, they. You know, didn't live up to those expectations. I think they finished five and eleven, um, but I do think they are going to have a bounce back year this year. And I think just as a caveat for basically all of our picks in week one, this is week one, so we have no idea what we're going to see from these teams. So there's certain games that there's teams that I'm interested. I would need to see how they're looking and how they're going to perform this year before I place any money on it. So that's why I'm not picking the Jaguars myself, but I'm also not going to pick the Chiefs because the Jaguars are just one of those teams that I want to see before I put my money on it. So I I don't hate the bet, especially because, I don't know, the three and a half, it seems, I don't like calling betting lines traps, but if there was a trap line, it would be this one. The Chiefs just seem too easy. Right. And, you know, again, Let's just make it clear. Okay. First of all, I, I mentioned the percentage of experts that were on your side in the last pick. 66% of experts are siding with the Chiefs here, yeah. laying the three and a half. So I will put that out there. And uh, of course, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm absolutely terrified to bet against Mahomes and Andy Reid's record. Of course, whenever, you know, his record off a bye is well known. He's usually good in first game. So there are, are plenty of factors that make me nervous. But I, honestly, I just think that this is going to be a different Jaguars team. I think playing at home to open the season, I think the spread is... You know, once it got past, once it stayed above three, really, um, I just, it's something where I feel like it's going to be enough that the Jaguars are going to pull it out. But I'm willing to be on an island here a little bit. So, all right, what's your what's your second pick? Yeah, so my second pick, and actually my one of my main points about my second pick actually helps out your Jaguars pick as well. So my second pick is going to be the Buccaneers uh, minus one over the 49ers. And that point is what it's like to play in Florida in September. So the Jacksonville has that advantage playing at home in Florida in September. Tampa Bay has that advantage as well. It's just humid. It's gross. Even teams like Miami, I'd like to see what they're going to do in September because I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but something tells me that Florida teams have a good uh, spread record in the month of September. And I think that just September's in Florida's can, can be tough. So Buccaneers, it's because they're a Falcon divisional opponent. It's it could I die a little inside every time I pick a different NFC South team, but uh, I think the Buccaneers are going to do better than a lot of people think, and I think the 49ers are going to do worse than a lot of people think. Um, a lot of people are high up on the 49ers this year, and they were heading into last year as well. I think a lot of people just have high hopes for Jimmy Garoppolo, but I don't see it. I mean, he had a couple of good, what was it, even might have even just been preseason when he was with the Patriots had a, had a couple of good games maybe it was regular season I, I kind of forget now but yeah I think he played a couple of games in the regular season um that year where I remember then he got injured and then Jacoby Brissett came in and, and right. they won against the Texans or something like that yeah yeah he, he played a few games but nothing nothing really substantial in the regular season yeah exactly and, and I but I just think that most quarterbacks in the NFL are going to have at least some sort of success inside the Patriots system so I'm just not sold on him before he got hurt last year he didn't look great he didn't look great in the preseason this year I'm I'm not high up on Jimmy Garoppolo at all I think the Buccaneers at home and I think they're improved from last year I mean they still have some offensive weapons as well like they of course they have Mike Evans I think Chris Godwin's gonna have a big year they have a couple good running backs in Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones I just think Tampa Bay at home um, against a West Coast 49ers team that I'm not high on I think uh, I think that's a game Tampa's gonna win out of curiosity, you know, we, we know about the whole West Coast teams playing on the East Coast. Um, do you think that that holds true even for week one? Or do you think that that's more something for in the season? 
I think it holds true, but not as much as it does as it would midseason, and generally just road teams as a whole. I'm betting a, on a lot of road teams, uh, actually, other than the Bucks. The Bucks are, are, are home, but I'm betting on a lot yep. of road teams week one because I just don't think it has as big a, of an effect as it does uh, mid or late season, just because by then they're just they're they've been traveling all year they're tired they're they're hurt week one it doesn't have as big of an effect but i would still say it does it does have an effect that's at least worth mentioning yeah i mean i think it's a good bet 58 percent of experts are with you this was not a game i had a good feel for just because look you mentioned it before we week one is really tough because we we really don't know what we're going to see and garoppolo looked horrific you heard the practice reports and then he looked passable in week three of the preseason so we really don't know this is one where if i was forced to make a pick I would take the Bucks uh, laying one, but it's a game that I really, as I tried to analyze, I just couldn't get a good feel for it. It, it strikes me, you know, kind of a pick of maybe minus one is, is probably right, and I would probably take the Bucks if I had to, but overall, I think I'd probably stay away from it. But, you know, it, it's it's certainly the, the Florida point, which also I think uh, Sean brought up on our last show, and traveling cross-country certainly gives me hope there um, for the Bucks. For me, my second game is, look, I mean, I've bet against Patrick Mahomes, so I feel like I, I've got to keep going and get a little crazy here and bet against Drew Brees in primetime. I'm going to take the Texans plus seven at minus 114. We did a bunch of shows earlier this preseason where we were picking division winners and playoff teams and potential Super Bowl winners, and I was really, really high on the Texans pretty much even before the Andrew Luck news. They have a very tough schedule, and their offensive line was questionable to be generous, frankly, Um, but I had enough optimism that there was going to be some growth here overall. Now, they've had this crazy, crazy, crazy preseason where they've traded Clowney and they've lost Lamar Miller, but they've added Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde and Kenny Stills and, most importantly, Laramie Tunsil. And our last show, I agreed that, you know, we just couldn't understand why the line was high. I I sort of pegged it at more like five and a half or something if I was going to pick it out of a hat. Now, if you want to hear more of the reasons why I think that's too high, I mentioned them on our last show. Do I think the Saints should be favored? Of course. Of course they should. But not by seven, which, again, is one of those key numbers. Even without Clowney, the Texans still love J.J. Watt. I'm expecting Whitney Merciless to bounce back. I love the addition of Duke Johnson. But really, most of all, it's Tunsil who's going to really solidify that line. Now, the betters slightly agree here, but not overwhelmingly so. The number of bets is about 50-50 with more like a 60-40 split in terms of the actual money coming in in favor of the Texans with that spread. That's not really anything significant enough where I'm going to draw any conclusions. Now, if it dropped to six and a half, I'd probably still like the Texans, and I do think that there would be value there, but I'm not sure I would be including them as one of my best bets. As a touchdown, though, I will take that, and the experts are are pretty split on this on bettingpros.com. It's about 55% siding with the Texans. So what do you think? Crazy to go against Breeze in primetime or what? No, I like that pick. You're picking against the Aints. I hate that Saints are my least favorite team, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're letting your, your Falcon <laughs> fandom, you know, color really way am. too many and of I, your picks. I think I even started the show saying you shouldn't be biased when you're betting on sports and then I've, yeah. You are breaking your own rule. Had you not come up with a name for this segment, I would end this podcast <laughs> right now. No, but I, I do like the pick and a lot of the points that you made, I agree with. Um, a big thing, the Saints can't stop the pass as well and I think the Texans have it with a couple of two of the best uh, receivers in the league DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller who I think is extremely underrated he was having a great breakout year last year uh, until he got hurt 
Um, yeah, I, I think seven points is just, is just too much. I think it's just too much. Yeah. It's just too much. It's got to be below. It's got to be below that key number. I I don't get it. It, it does make me nervous. But you know, and you, I could. You, there is a scenario where you know the Saints come out and just go bonkers. Definitely. Um, but really, the Texans are good. Yeah. They're they're and and you know, I'm I'm not optimistic on their future. You know, in future years, given what they've they've done this season, but. Overall, for what I, I like coming into this game, I just it's it's got to be less than a touchdown. And I don't think the Saints' defense is good enough. That's going to hinder them all year, I think. And I mean, you need a good defense to cover these big spreads because there's always the chance of the backdoor cover, uh, which absolutely to one too many times. So yeah, I definitely like the Texans there. One hundred percent. All right, who's your third pick? Okay, so my third pick, we're going to go to the AFC East. I'm taking the Bills at plus two point five over the Jets. The Bills are uh, on the road, so plus two point five is at minus one hundred nine right now. Um, so when you're talking about the AFC East, obviously you have the Patriots at the top of the division, the Dolphins at the bottom. It's those two middle teams that have a lot of questions about them. They both have two second-year quarterbacks, but I just like the Bills a little bit more. I actually think uh, the Bills are going to be a surprise team this year. I wouldn't even be totally surprised if they snagged one of the last uh, wildcard spots there. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Josh Allen better than I like Sam Darnold. I just think they have a few more weapons. I think they have a better defense. Um, if you look at how they performed last year, neither offense was great compared to the rest of the league. Um, the one big difference, though, is that the Bills' defense was actually half-decent. They're, they're just about middle of the pack in just about every defensive category, whereas the Jets' defense was still one of the worst. So, um, I like the Bills. I think they have some weapons. Um, I mean, they're on the road, but really from Buffalo, New York. I don't even, that's hardly even a road game whatsoever. I really like one addition that I haven't really heard too many people talk about that I really like from this year is Cole Beasley. I think that he was uh, underused when he was in Dallas. I think he's going to be a big weapon for them this year. I think he's going to help Josh Allen out a lot. So uh, I wish I could have got this number plus three, that key number, that field goal number, but uh, I don't hate them uh, at the plus uh, 2.5 number. So that's my third pick. Yeah, it's an interesting game. First of all, I'm a Jets fan, so I take great offense okay. to this, and, and <laughs> you're, it's really hurting. But um, I, I, I have no problem for it. I didn't have a great feel for this one either. I'm surprised, you know, to me, moving off three to two and a half, uh, that would have scared me here. Do you think the Bills are going to win outright out of curiosity? Would you, you know, go for a pick them and, and take, you know, the, the plus money? I do. I'm, I'm actually going to sprinkle uh, their money line as well. I, I yeah. think they're going to win this game. Yeah, I think I think it's fair. I, I think I don't really know what to expect. Again, week one is so difficult yeah. because we really don't know um, what to expect. The Jets, you know, they have a, a pretty terrible secondary overall. I mean, you know, uh, Jamal uh, Adams is great, but you know, really, other than that, they they really kind of struggle back there. Tremaine Johnson has been a disappointment. They really didn't get much depth there. So, you know, Allen, who may not be that accurate, but he's got a big arm. I love your point about Beasley because, you know, everybody's been talking about, you know, John Brown, who I also love. But Beasley is is really a guy who can kind of open things up um, in the middle while Brown and, and Foster are going deep. Um, so it, it's an interesting pick for me. Don't you get worried a little bit about division games? I mean, these teams, you know, uh, it's new coaching staff, of course, for the Jets. But, you know, these teams, they they see each other all the time. They they meet all the time. Uh, division games, to me, are always the toughest to pick against the spread. What I don't like doing in divisional games is taking the favorite. So that, okay. that's why that would kind of scare me more away if, if I was picking the Jets. But because, we, because it's a divisional game, anything can happen in divisional games. So why not take the points? Okay. All right. That's a fair point. For me, my third one is going to be the Panthers getting two and a half 
from the Rams at minus 107. Wow. Now, I like this a lot more when it was at three, kind of like you, and I liked it a lot more before Cam Newton's injury, but it sounds like he's going to be good to go. In our Team Futures episode, I picked the Panthers as the best bet to win the Super Bowl given the odds. They were at plus 4,800 or something like that. I'm not 100 convinced that they're going to be a good team, but I think that if they are good, they have a chance to be really, really good. Remember, they were 6-2 and two before Cam suffered his injury. He adapted well to Norb Turner's offense. I love what DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel can do. And again, the defense, which was pretty strong overall, they had some holes certainly, but they remain strong and they've added some additional pieces like Gerald McCoy. So I think they're going to be solid if Cam can stay healthy. And so the Rams are coming in and they get back cup, but they've lost in Dominican Sue. There are questions around Todd Gurley. I know the recent report that came out today that he's apparently going to get a full workload, but that remains to be seen. Their offensive line is weaker than last year. So I think the Panthers can get pressure on Jared Goff. And you saw in the Super Bowl that he is not that great at handling pressure. We just talked about what happens when West Coast teams travel to the East Coast. They usually have issues. I agree. Not as strong in week one, but I do think it is going to be something. And while I feel a little queasy about that number being under the key number of three, it's pretty clear that sharp bettors are what's keeping the number here. About three quarters of the bets are on the Rams, which makes sense with them coming off the Super Bowl. But like with the Jaguars and the Chiefs, the money coming in is actually split about evenly. And remember, there are questions on Newton. And the money is still split even. So with that, that really tells me that sharp bettors are kind of looking at the Panthers here. And with as good as the Rams were last year, remember in the first game, they were losing at halftime to the Raiders at 13-10. I think it's fair that they may get off to a little bit of a slow start type of, of uh, beginning to their season. Now, I would love it if that line crept back up to three. I do not think it's going to based on the money that's coming in. But I actually think that the Panthers can win this game outright. So I will gladly take the two and a half. And I will point out that experts are not siding with me. Well, not not overwhelmingly, but 58% of experts are signing with the Rams here. So what are your thoughts on that game? Well, we officially have the entire NFC South covered for week one with the Panthers pick there. <laughs> well, that's why. I, I didn't even know anything about the Panthers. I was just picking it to, to get you riled up a little bit. <laughs> um, this game is almost identical to your first pick as far as it's yes. one of the top teams from last year with a small spread. You look at it, you think the obvious pick is the Rams, then you look into it more and you find out the sharp money's on the opposite side. This this is a tough one. This is that one's going to be a stay away for me. Actually, I'm, you know what? I might go Rams just because it is under that number of three. Yep. Um, but the, uh, I mean, once again, all the points you made were good points. I don't know what I'm going to see with Cam Newton. Um, don't forget, last year the Panthers at the very start of the year were one of the best teams in the league, um, and then they just kind of faltered down the stretch a little bit. Um, yep. And the, it was really when Cam got injured. If yeah, he wasn't yep. injured, we'd be thinking completely differently about the Panthers Definitely. than we do at the moment. Because and and he was injured too. By the end of the year, it was looking bad. He could he could barely throw football ten yards. It was it was rough to watch. But um, and then one, another point is with Sean McVay. Obviously, he's one of the best coaches in the league. But in week one, it, I think it's tough for a really good coach to take advantage of that in week one because he just doesn't have any game film from the other team outside of preseason that, that they can really use to judge and game plan with. So good coaches actually get better as the season goes along. So if you're going to pick a time for a Sean McVay-led team to lose, it would be very early in the season or even week one. They were losing 13-10 yeah. to the Raiders. Exactly, yeah, that's exactly I mean, right. it, it really is something. I agree. If you're going to take advantage of these teams, I, I think this is the time to do it. So let's just do a quick summary here. You've got the Falcons getting four from the Vikings, the Bills getting two and a half from the Jets, and the Bucks laying one against the 49ers. I like the Jaguars getting three and a half from the Chiefs. The Texans getting seven from the Saints and the Panthers getting two and a half 
from the Rams. All right. Good job. I love it. Pick six. First pick six in the book. You awesome. did a good job. Yeah. I'm awesome. really impressed. Um, all right. So before we move on to our next segment, I do want to mention another one of our sponsors. That's Sideboss. Sideboss is a great site to hone your skills as a sports better with absolutely no risk because they are offering a free-to-play season-long NFL handicapping contest with $50,000 in cash prizes. Here's how it works. You pick five games per week for all 17 weeks of the NFL season, and you earn your title as the boss with a $15,000 grand prize. But the $15,000 grand prize is hardly all that's up for grabs here. Sideboss is going to be awarding quarterly and weekly prizes all season long, and if you go 5-0 in any week, you're going to win some money. And even if you are the worst at this of all time, that is okay because the last place finisher earns the title of Donkey Boss and gets $1,000. And if you're feeling a little more confident as the season goes on, that is great because Sideboss offers pay-to-play games throughout the entire season. Just go to Sideboss.com, click to play the 2019 Pro Football Pick'em Contest, and enter the promo code BETTINGPROS upon sign-up. That's Sideboss.com, promo code BETTINGPROS. All right, we're going to move to our next segment here, and I, I have an idea for the name of what this is. Now, you're going to have to tell me whether or not you can hear this, okay, because I'm the least technologically proficient human in the world. Okay, okay. you ready? Yep. It's a trap. <laughs> did you get it? I did, yeah. It's a trap. Yeah, that's good. That's good. A- that's good. I did it. <laughs> I like that you have, you have absolutely no idea how proud of myself I am <laughs> for that um, because I completely expected not to do it. So these are games uh, that essentially we're looking at and we're avoiding. Um, and It's a Trap is going to be the name of the segment, which I came up with by myself. So we can't give you know the credit for everything over here. Um, but these are, we're each going to give one game that we are basically looking at the line and we're just not really having it because uh, it's just not something we feel good about. So why don't you start us off? What's your game to avoid? So my game to avoid is probably the most obvious one that a lot of people would think to avoid. And that would be the Colts and the Chargers. The Chargers right now are set as 6.5 point favorites. Um, and I just, I need to see what the Colts are going to be looking like without Andrew Luck. I mean, that's kind of obvious. Andrew Luck just left the team two weeks ago. He retired. Um, the team as a whole, outside of obviously quarterback at this point, but the team as a whole has got better. But just how how much is Andrew Luck worth? Um, I don't hate the Chargers there because the six and a half is that half a point under that magic number of seven. But I need to avoid it because I need to see what Jacoby Brissett's going to be like. If he plays like he did two years ago when he started for almost the whole season, then I would take the Chargers all day long. But I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that he has improved over the past couple of years. I need to see what the Colts look like as a whole. Also, the Chargers seem to they seem to cover against teams you wouldn't think they're going to cover against. And then when they're like big point favorites, they like to allow the backdoor cover. So uh, for those reasons, I will be avoiding that game on Sunday. I think that's fine. I don't know if you've been following the line movements um, in this game. I mean, it was when when Luck was healthy. It was at three and a half. Yeah. Um, as soon as the injury happened, it jumped to seven and a half. And then people hammered it, and I fell to six and a half. And that's where it's kind of been staying. I, I'm more optimistic about the Colts in this game. And if it was at seven, or if it had stayed at seven and a half, I would be all over it. At six and a half... It makes me a little nervous. I'm, you know, to me, the Brissett thing, I, I don't think Brissett's a great quarterback at, at all. But I mean, I'm certainly not looking at what happened a couple of years ago when he had to parachute in and learn the offense, which was not Frank Reich's offense, um, and figure it out. He's been taking reps um, with the with the team the entire preseason. I think he knows the system. It's a better system. The Colts, other than at quarterback, are a really strong team. And for me, 
The Chargers, I mean, they're they're kind of decimated at offensive line. They've got some defensive injury. Melvin Gordon's not there. So for me, it's a game that honestly, if I had to pick, I would take the Colts. But it's just not something. Again, you you said it at six and a half. It's really tough. That's a tricky um, number. That's a tricky number, and it's something where it makes you want to take the Chargers. But for me, if it was at seven or s- certainly seven and a half, I would be all over the Colts. At six and a half, I'm fine with avoiding that. I've got no problem with that. But again, the line movement here, pay attention to it, see how it's going to be, because right now it's at six and a half. It has been all over the place, including moving down since the luck news. So that that's a, a pretty good one. Um, for me, I am going to take, and this kind of goes into what you said earlier when you were talking about division games, I'm going to avoid the Cowboys laying seven and a half against the Giants. Now, to be as transparent as possible, I took a look at the lines like eight hours ago when I was trying to come out with a bet that I was going to avoid, and the line was at seven. So now it's at seven and a half, which actually kind of makes me lean a little towards the Giants, but not enough to want to touch it. First of all, as a general rule, as we were talking about, division games are scary, and it's generally unusual for a division favorite in the first week of the season to win a game in a blowout. And the Cowboys in particular were not great last year as home favorites. These teams know each other really, really well. It's unclear what Zeke's workload is going to be. There's talk about 20 to 25 reps. I don't know what that means. Amari Cooper is still dealing with plantar fasciitis. And yeah, the Giants stink. I'm going to admit that. Um, But Saquon Barkley, Evan Ingram, Sterling Shepard, there is enough there to score a little bit. The money coming in here is pretty split down the middle. So it's just one of those where, you know, a division matchup, I've got to feel really, really comfortable with the number to make me want to get involved. And this one just doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm avoiding it as well. One big thing to think about with the Cowboys too is that there's they have two different factors about their team that makes me nervous to take a big spread. Number one is that they have uh, they're very defensively oriented, so there's not a lot of points scored in Cowboys games, and they're a rushing offense. So when you run the ball more, the clock obviously uh, goes a bit quicker, and when that happens, you don't have enough time to kind of win by more than double digit points. So for that reason. Um, I stay away from Cowboys when they're favored by that kind of number. So yeah, that yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not going to be betting on that game either. And oh. if I would, I would lean Giants. Yes, that's exactly right. And I think that that surprises people because I think everybody's going to look and be like, well, you know, we, we love the Cowboys and stuff like that. Um, but in the end, I, I just, I, I really can't do it. Um, 63% of experts are taking Dallas right now at seven and a half. So, you know, that is something to to bear in mind. But for me, Again, like you, if I was going to take it, um, I would take the Giants getting the seven and a half. All right. So for our it's a trap segment for our picks to avoid, you want no part of the Chargers laying six and a half to the Colts. I want no part of the Cowboys laying seven and a half to the Giants. All right. Successful first time we ever did. It's a trap. It's a trap. Way to go. I mean, you're, you're crushing it right now. And, there, you know, we didn't even talk about uh, the NFC South. So we're we're, (laughs) finally we're able to get off it. All right. It's time for our final segment where we are going to break down our favorite player props from this weekend's game. I was trying to come up with something clever for this. I was like proper analysis or something like that. I've got nothing. I'm just going to go conservative here and we're just going to go with top prop. So that that's all it is. This is our top prop segment. It's our one prop bet from this weekend. Uh, that we like a lot. And admittedly, there aren't, you know, the the full bevy of prop bets are not available um, in the market, yet there'll be a few more that will come out as we get closer to the game. But we've taken a look at what is roughly available in the market. So why don't we go ahead and start? You can, what's your top prop 
for the weekend. So my top prop, and I'm realizing I'm contradicting myself, I just said I was going to stay away from the Giants-Cowboys game, but not with my prop. There's a prop bet that I like in the game. Um, I couldn't find the exact number, but I'm assuming it's around 80. I'm going to be taking the Saquon Barkley under rushing yards for that game. I'm going to assume it's probably going to be around 84. Like I said, I don't quite see it yet, but whatever the number is, I like the under. His lowest rushing total in all of last year was against the Cowboys in week two, so it was early in the season as well. He only gained 28 yards on 11 carries, and Cowboys gave up fifth fewest rushing yards per game last season. So obviously there's a lot of hype about Barkley. He is rightfully so one of the best uh, running backs in the league, especially one of the best young running backs in the league. Um, so I think because of that, the number is going to be higher than it should be against a Cowboys defense that can stop their run. Um, so in that game, I like a prop bet. I like the under on Saquon Barkley's rushing yards. Yeah, I think that's a good one because I just, you know, I, I don't see them being able to have that many opportunities to run. I think they'll try, and I think Saquon will be heavily involved. But if you're the Cowboys, that's what you're going to stop. You're going to make Eli Manning try to beat you through the air. Um, so I do think that uh, putting all your effort into stopping uh, Saquon Barkley on the ground is what the Cowboys are going to do. And uh, I like it. And I like I, it. I mean, I, I feel bad because we've been in mostly in agreement here. Um, you know, I could try to fake it and be like, nah, dude, he's rushing for 140. Um, but I, I think it would be disingenuous. So maybe you can disagree with mine here. OK, so okay. really, really rev up. Dig deep for this. It's not the South, um, but it, I'm going to go with Chris Carson to go 100 rushing yards or more against the Bengals, that's at plus 235. Now, I would be fine to take the 75 or more rushing yards, but that's at minus 113. And for the difference that you'll get on your money, I think it's more than worth it. The Seahawks are nine and a half point favorites here at home on Sunday against the Bengals. They are the most run-heavy team in the NFL. They ran nearly 50% of the time last year. They appear to hate Rashad Penny. And I think they're going to go to Carson early. And I think they're going to go to Carson late once they're ahead and trying to put the game on ice. He had over 100 yards rushing in each of his last three games last year. I think the fact that you can get nearly two and a half times your money on this wager struck me as pretty crazy. So it is my top prop of the week by far. Go ahead and hate it. Fake a disagreement or do something. Uh, I don't love it. I, I, I don't hate it, but I, I, I don't love it. Um, the whoa, 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 whoa. I, I was kidding. I mean, you're, you're, you've got to get on board. All right, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. My, I, I guess a couple of my biggest questions would be, I I don't know, how are the Seahawks going to kind of divvy up their their carries? Is Chris Carson, is he going to be the workhorse for them? Is Rashad Penny going to get any carries there? Mm, I, uh, I mean, it's a mild risk, but given what they have said, and given what they have shown in the preseason, they appear to have no interest in getting Rashad Penny overly involved. I think this is going to be a game where Chris Carson, I think the whole season, as long as he doesn't get injured, I think they are going to heavily push Carson. And, you know, I, in addition to, to being a betting pros analyst, I'm also, you know, I do fantasy work over at fantasypros.com. And Carson has, has been one of the biggest risers from a fantasy perspective. And a lot of that is because every indication coming out of Seattle is that they want him to just be the bell cow back. And I mean, Penny will get some, but I think, you know, as they did at the end of last year, I think 20 carries for the game is, is well within reach, if not more. So I, I think, you know, just given this game, I think they're going to go to him pretty much the entire game. The I mean, the worry, honestly, in terms of the split would be much more of once the game is in hand, as you'd expect it to be, the Seahawks are nine and a half point favorites, as I said, that maybe they would say, OK, let's save our guy here. Let, let's go to the backups. But other than that, I, I really think that he is going to be 
he's going to get the vast majority of the carries. Yeah, and I mean, the Bengals did give up the fourth most rushing yards uh, in the league per game last year, so they, they can give up uh, yards in the ground. Um, and like you said, Seahawks are probably going to get up, so they will have to run the ball. So my only concern would be just how they're going to split the carries. Um, that would be my one concern. But other than that, I like it, especially at that uh, that price, too. You see? You see I pushed you in, man. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you you can take a yeah. right. And again, a, a big thing is the price. I mean, plus 235 yeah. seems crazy to me. I, basically getting two and a half times on your money seems crazy to me. For a guy, it's not like 100 yards is this magical number. He did it his last three games last yeah. season, and everything coming out of them is that they love him. I think he's going to get all the work. I think they're going to run, run, run as much as possible. So I do like that. So you like Saquon Barkley. Again, the number is a little fuzzy. It's somewhere in the low 80s. We we put it at 84, probably to be generous, because I think it might be around right around there. But it's going to be in the low 80s. And you like under, which I think is, is a good pick. And I like Chris Carson, a little more specific, to go 100 rushing yards or more against the Bengals. And that's at plus 235. All right, man, that is going to do it for today's show that was really great Ian I remind everyone where they can find you and your work yeah so you can find me on Twitter um, that's where most of my work is posted there you'll at least get links to everything there uh, so my tag is I-A-I-N-M-A-C-O-S and then of course head over to oddshark.com for any betting information there um, and I do have some occasional articles up there but for the most part you'll see everything I do including all my written stuff and videos over on Twitter you can also find him at my house this weekend um, where he's going to be laying some betting odds on <laughs> the kids' soccer game, as I said. Well, Ian, that was really uh, enjoyable. I, I thought your picks were solid. I really did not disagree with many, if any of them at all. I'm sorry about that. Next time I will um, definitely force some disagreement, but I hope we can do it again during the season. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was a lot of fun. Good luck to both of us this weekend. Absolutely. So I do want to remind everyone before we go about BetMGM, where you can place your first wager of up to $100 risk-free, and SideBoss, where they're offering a free-to-play season-long NFL handicapping contest with $50,000 in cash prizes. Good luck with your wagers this weekend, my friends. We'll be back breaking down the early lines next week.